turnout today. How's everybody doing? Good. Good. All right. What's up? Understanding there might be some things you don't want to share publicly. How, how much did you have to weigh not having a kicker the last two days to work on the home field um, when navigating sort of this process this week with that position? Uh, well, we'll see how it goes. We'll just have to see how it goes. Go with what we got, or I don't know, see how it goes. Hi. There's a report out there that you guys are expected to re-sign Nick Folk. Is there any sort of announcement? Nope. Oh. Uh, how do you think Isaiah Wayne has been playing since he's come back from his injury? Yeah, it's good to have him back. Um, you know, it's definitely improving every week. You know, it's Practicing and playing the games are two different things, but yeah, glad we have him. It definitely helps us. Kevin Lazar? The uh, Chiefs running a decent amount of RPOs. I was just curious, would you say that RPO is something that is relatively new to the NFL or has it been around for years in your eyes? <clears throat> yeah, kind of depends on how you define those plays. So, plays that have a pass element to them, I mean, they've I'd say been there for as long as I've been in the league. The vertical passing with the running plays is something that's a little bit, a little bit different. Um, yeah, we've certainly seen plenty of them from a lot of different teams over the last several years. So, does it change at all your preparation going into the season during the season that teams are running more and more of them at a higher rate? Yeah, well, the more you see them, you know, the more you can get used to playing them. You know, one of the problems with the RPO play is just in general is just the offensive pass interference and, the, and blocking downfield, conflicting with the pass. So if it's a run, it's no problem. The ball actually gets thrown like what happened last week in the Houston game. You know, it was called once. Um, I would say anytime you run that play, there's some, you know, degree of is there blocking downfield or not? So sometimes there is, sometimes there isn't. It's a tough call for the officials, but that's you know that's sort of what that play, you know, the complications of that play defensively. Dark Hyde, how important is Julian Edelman's health and dependability been to the offense this season? Yeah, it's always good to have as many healthy players as possible. So Julian's a tough kid. He, he can work through quite a bit, so he's done a good job this year. Obviously, kind of getting up there for his role in the offense, but do you continue to see him improve year after year? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've been able to uh, do different things with him over the course of you know his career, and certainly over the last few years. I think there are things that come up from game to game that if you want to do something with an experienced player that can handle a particular situation that you're trying to attack in that game. He's a good guy to do it with. Michael? Yeah. Uh, Bill, you have a new German player after Sebastian Bormer and Marcus Kuhn with your team and 
I've heard you in a conference call talking about him and uh, Jacob's way into the team, but could you explain it again? Because we are here with camera now, so how? How is on injury? Yeah. Yeah, he's on injury reserve right now, so he's uh, not eligible to play. Hasn't been for a while, but uh, you know, was on our team as international player on his way onto the team uh, through his performance in training camp and onto the practice squad. And then uh, when James Devlin was injured, uh, he was promoted up to the roster, and then unfortunately he he was injured, so he's not eligible to play now. Were surprised that he did that well because the pathway program players are not for the team expected to play for the team. They have an extra spot in the, in the um, practice squad team. So was it a surprise for you at all? Or? Yeah, no, he made a tremendous amount of improvement. Yeah, uh, nobody, uh, I don't think anybody in our organization expected him to even be on the practice squad. Um, and I don't think he would have been on the practice squad had we established one in the spring. But over the course of the spring and training camp, um, he improved tremendously and was a competitive player and earned his way on it. Um, with Mohamed Sanu suffering that ankle injury, I imagine it's limited what you guys can do, but how, how much have you learned about him as a player and, and how he fits with you all, sort of how you can work with him going forward? Yeah, well, it's more every week. So, you know, each week there's, um, you know, building blocks and, and you can add add some things or repeat things that have come up in previous weeks to uh, improve the execution on them and communication. So it's, it's we made a lot of progress, definitely heading in the right direction. We're definitely not there yet either, but we're gaining ground. With him, a lot of the players we'll talk about his incredible athleticism, but also his smarts. Have you seen that as, as you, like you said, as you kind of build up with him? Yes, he's he's been in a different, um, you know, a couple of different systems than what we run. So there's some carryover, but there's a lot of new things too. So, uh, but yeah, he's, I mean, he's a smart kid. He's experienced. He's played a lot of football, uh, so a lot of the concepts he's dealt with before, terminology and the nomenclature and the way it's presented might be a little bit different. But yeah, he's he's definitely he can get it. That's not really a problem. Tim McBride. When it comes to defending uh, Pat, who can throw at so many different arm angles, is one of the teaching points to the front seven trying to, to keep their arms active, knowing that they won't be looking for just always traditional over the over the top passes. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you're in front of the player, you you know you try to do that. Um, there aren't that many times when it really comes up. There's some, but you know, for one guy to be in front of him when he's throwing is. You know, that's really the only guy to have a shot at. Everybody else would, would kind of be out of that, um, have, wouldn't have that opportunity. So, but we've always coached that. If you're in the in the throwing lane, you see the quarterback looking, you know, through you to obviously somebody behind you to try to, you know, to try to be um, have ball disruption on the throw. And so that's just a fundamental principle. Um, we can't really, really worry too much about how he's throwing it. You know, you're trying to defeat a blocker and get to the quarterback and rush and all that. I just think instinctively you try to you know, put your hand where his hand is. Uh, he's a left-handed quarterback. You go with your right hand. It's right, you know, just try to just like you're trying to block a pass instinctively. So he doesn't get very many batted down though. He's he's pretty good at getting the ball through the line of scrimmage. Derek Hyde, 
preparing for an opponent, how do you weigh the balance of using something that you know has worked against that team in the past versus trying something new to throw them off or uh, catch them on their toes a little bit? Yeah, that's, those are the kind of questions you go through every week. You know, how to, yeah, what to repeat, what not to repeat, or maybe what to make it look like you're going to repeat it, but do something that complements it. So it, those, that's all part of the game planning process. I think there's a place for all those scenarios, the ones that you mentioned, and complementary plays and so forth. Uh, run the same play out of a different look or just in a different personnel group or a different guy to do it or something like that. That's Yeah, it's all part of it. <laughs> Yeah, they've done a good job. Um, you know, that's a team that has you know, a lot of turnovers. They take advantage of uh, offensive mistakes um, and good pass rush that forces the ball out early or doesn't let the quarterback really um, have a chance to look off the safeties or the secondary at times. They're in very instinctive, get good breaks on the ball. So they've done a good job for them. Hi, Bruce. I'm Phil. Tom Brady had shared um, a quote, a historical quote that he liked. It, it was, um, a man is not finished when defeated. He is finished when he quits this team. And he said, this team does not quit. And I would be curious what, what you've observed uh, to this point of the resolve of the team and, and how you see that maybe serving the team going forward. No, I don't think we have a very competitive team. These guys come to work every day. They work hard. Um, we make mistakes. We try to address them, correct them, and you know, get them fixed. So I have a lot of respect for the team and individual players that, that do that. That's how you get better. One more question from Germany. The NFL is in its 100th season. If you're looking back, what was your most emotional moment? That's a tough question. There's been a lot of them. Um, so just getting into the NFL, the day I knew that I had a job with the Colts was a pretty that was a pretty exciting day. I never really expected that. Um, so you know, to be named a coordinator to coach special teams, to be a head coach, to you know win championships. I mean, those are all pretty special. It'd be hard to. I don't say they all run together, but I may be hard to rank them. They're all, you know, they're all milestones, I guess. We got a chance to take an early look at the HBO special they did on you and Saban with NFL Films. What was so special go? about doing that? It was great. Was it? Uh, I haven't seen it yet, so. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I, um, you know, Nick's been a, a friend of mine for a long time. We've worked together for, um, you know, four years in Cleveland, but we've maintained a closer relationship before and well after that in a number of different uh, scenarios. And um, so, you know, I personally like Nick and Terry, you know, his family, and, um, and there's no coach I have more respect for than Nick Saban. So uh, I, was, I learned a lot working with him in Cleveland and before and after. Uh, you know, he continues to uh, impress me. He's a great football coach, great person. Uh, he's great love for his players, the game, um, his assistant coaches. I mean, I just think he does a tremendous job at every every aspect of every aspect of his job, uh, including recruiting, which you know, isn't really 
it's a lot different in the NFL. It's not really the recruiting they have in college. It's a different type of player acquisition. But, you know, he does a great job at everything. So, like I said, I've learned a lot from him and appreciate our friendship. Um, and as I said, there's nobody I have more respect for than Nick Saban, his football coach. Bill, I don't think Muhammad Sanu had a punt return at the NFL level um, before this season. Uh, what did you see that you liked from him to put him back there, and how uncommon is it for someone to add a role like that at 30 years old? Um, yeah, I'm not sure about the last question. Be one to look up, and I'm sure there's some statistics that would give you that that answer better than I could, but. Um, you know, I don't think that's ever been a question. I'm not really, you know, he's been on a couple of teams that have had other players that I guess those teams wanted to have returned. But, um, you know, honestly, it was a, a similar situation with Ray Rice when he was at, at Rutgers as well. You know, Ray didn't catch any passes at Rutgers, and he was an outstanding receiver in this league. So, you know, sometimes the player's role or his offensive system or the other players that a team has – you know, he's the second best guy to do it, or the team doesn't want him to have that role for whatever reason. Um, but in another scenario, another team, it's different. So, uh, but I think he certainly has the skill to do it. He's shown that. He's done a good job for us. Uh, I know several years ago you used Wes Welker in emergency kicking situations. Do you have any position yeah, players? Just, we're talking about him the other day. Maybe we can. See if we can round him up. <laughs> but do you have any players, any position players in there that you, can, you could use in case emergency comes up on Sunday? I mean, Bailey's kicked off all year since Goskowski's been hurt. But if something were to happen to him, there's no kicker. Well, yeah, I mean, right it's, yeah. yeah. If we lost three guys in any position, it'd be a problem. So, yeah. Your final question? Mike, please. Just when you mentioned Ray Race and Rutgers, it just made me think of your close friend Greg Schiano um, landing there and getting with, as a head coach again. I'd be curious your reaction to that development this week with him. Yeah, happy for him. Absolutely. He's a great coach. Sure, do a great job with that program like he like he did before. Can't imagine being a bit better for the job than him. Thanks, okay. Coach. All right. Great. Thank you. Practice floor, grass field.